0: Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market here on the Duncan Duo Show. I'm Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo Remax, joined by Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage. Your home sold so fast you won't be furious. If you haven't seen our new billboard advertising campaign, uh, kind of spinning off the uh, the new Fast and Furious movie coming, make sure to check that out. We're having a lot of fun with it on social media, putting some memes out there and different TikTok videos. So make sure to follow us at the Duncan Duo on all of our social channels for uh, some cool, fun, uh, car-related content to the first movie coming uh, to theaters only in well over a year. So, Mike, Obviously, we've talked on the show many times about how competitive the housing market is, how little supply there is, how high demand there is. And, and I hear a lot of people saying things like, you know, sellers don't want to sell. People aren't putting their home on the market. They're wanting to stay in Tampa Bay. And there's no question that that's contributing to what's going on with real estate because, you know, we're we're losing less people. People are staying here. Um, you have people that, for tax or uh, interest rate purposes, are staying put, um, and and generally, you also have people that went through a, a pandemic, and it it hurt them financially. So now they're stepping back and saying, you know what, I don't know if I want to take the risk and and move up. So, so you're not seeing as many resales, but a, but a really important statistic that I saw this week that I think is contributing heavily to what's going on in our local real estate market as well as uh, across the country new construction starts per million of population average in the 2010 decade 2010 to 2020 was half what it had been in every single decade letting less than half every single decade heading back to the 60s so you've got population growth not supported by new construction housing growth Uh, so so new construction builders are not producing the similar number of units to match the population as they have in prior decades. And eventually that trickles down into not having enough homes for sale, um, you know, or resale or units completed. And I think there's no question that the uh, the challenges in the new construction industry in the 2010s started in the 2000s when we had the crash. Right. Um, because builders you know, back prior to that were very speculative. They built a lot of spec homes. They uh, bought a lot of land. They got a lot of financing, and they created a massive amount of inventory. However, when the market crashed, a lot of them took a step back and said, ooh, wait a second. Maybe we're only going to complete homes when we have the buyers, or right. maybe we're not going to create as much inventory because we don't want that risk. And it trickles down into... Less new home creation so that when buyer demand ramps up and we've got home sellers not putting their homes on the market in the same numbers, that lack of new construction creation for over a decade helps pile on to and contribute to the lack of housing inventory that we have right now.
1: I, that was extremely well said, and I think you nailed it and laid it out very, you know, appropriately. They didn't ramp up as quickly as they did back in the 2000s to meet the, you know, potential demand they saw because they were burned back, you know, in in the crash that went through. So they were slower to build it up, and so now the demand is super high, um, crazy demand that's going out there, the frenzy that we're seeing, and then you couple that with a, a pandemic, and then all the supply chain issues that we're having across. Um, you know, really the world that's going in, it's taking them longer to get these houses built and it's, it's perfect
0: storm. Yeah. And, and I want to kind of elaborate on this because you'll probably see information about new construction, breaking records, uh, new new construction, having record years, more homes created than any year, all this kind of stuff that's been happening the last few years. But the problem is, is there was such a drastic cut from like 2010 to probably, you know, 15, 16, there was such a drop in uh, builder aggression, speculation, buying land, building spec homes, starting new communities, because of that burn from the, you know, the, the, the crash, and then obviously all the government, you know, the government backing of builders and money getting funded to banks, all that kind of stuff led everyone to pull back the reins. And the problem is, is even though we're having, you know, new construction starts at record pace now, it's too late. It's too late to catch up the supply to meet the demand because we took so many years. And and again, I mean, you know, we can speculate as to, you know, banks not being willing to lend, builders not wanting to take risks because the bad taste in their mouth, Wall Street making decisions, um, you know, all these things contributed. Government, you know, slowing down permit processes, all those things contributed in the, you know, 2010 to 2015 range to record low New construction completion. And now we're feeling the 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 burn from that.
1: Right. And there's an increase of supply, right? Um, or increase of demand rather right. of, of new buyers, excuse me. So increase of demand because there's just more people that want to buy houses out of peer demographics. And we've talked about that on the show before as well. And yeah, it it, it is really interesting to see. And it, it's gonna take probably several years really to meet up, to come up with the, uh, to meet the, have enough supply to meet the demand that we have.
0: Yeah. And, and, and so the the reality is, is that all these things kind of happen and it creates this market where we have, you know, less than a month of inventory in most of our, our price ranges and bidding wars. So what's the solution for that? Obviously you've got to have, you know, new construction over a few year period, eventually two or three years down the line, we hopefully dig out of this and we're in a more balanced real estate market. Um, obviously Um, you know, the, 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 um, you know, people in terms of the population growth, um, I don't see that slowing down. So they're going to have to create more inventory for more people moving here. And that, that just drives the supply and demand curve in the favor of the home seller. But there is a solution right now that our real estate team is super excited about that no one else in the market has. You've heard me talk on radio where we will help you buy a home with cash when you list a home with us. And now we're gonna take it to another level because we have a financial institution that is willing to help people buy homes cash and then sell it back to them for a fee, but a pretty reasonable fee compared to what's happening in the industry for a lot of people, which is they're missing out, they're not able to get inventory, they're not able to compete with cash buyers. So this is basically an institutional fund that buys the house, and then sells it back to you within a 30 to 60 day period for a fee, of course. Now, why would that matter to you? Well, there are countless consumers out there working with our team and across uh, the Tampa Bay area that lose out every day in bidding wars to people that have cash. This is a way of allowing you to buy the home cash and still get the house that you want for a reasonable fee that, that I think You know, I'm not going to get into all the specifics of the fee structure, but is, but is really inexpensive for what it allows you to accomplish by buying a home cash that you couldn't otherwise do because you need to get a loan. So, so again, there are only a handful of agents across the entire state of Florida that are getting access to this program. So if you're working with someone else right now, I'm sorry, they may not be able to offer this to you, but our buyers are going to be able to make cash offers on houses when they're missing out again and again and again, because they have a financing contingency or because they're a certain type of buyer. And this, again, this isn't going to qualify. This isn't, this isn't for everyone, but it's a program that we have access to that so few people are going to have access to that's going to give buyers that work with us an embedded advantage of making cash offers when they don't actually have the cash themselves. It's pretty remarkable. It can be closed in as little as eight days, um, you know, pr- pretty incredible program. And I think Mike, you, you can probably attest to this, that, you know, there are people sometimes that just aren't going to be able to win an offer unless they have cash.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, cash is king right now. Um, maybe more so than ever where it's, it's, you know, it's coming in and I keep reading all over the place and hearing it and seeing it all over social media and a lot of the blogs and, and message chats about just how difficult certain buyers in certain categories are having a tough time winning out. Um, because, you know, the cash is always going to win and or it's conventional financing or whatever it may be. But it's it, it's very difficult out there for buyers right now.
0: And I think the thing to understand is when a home seller and look, we sell, you know, we'll sell 500 listings this year. And and so, you know, we work with, you know, 30, 40, 50 sellers a month selling their home. And when we sit down and look at the numbers and the offers with them, again, you have some home sellers where it isn't all about the bottom line. They care about the person that's buying the house. They're looking at um, a variety of different things before they make a decision. Uh, But for a lot of home sellers, it's the bottom line. They're looking at what do they net? What is the risk? They're comparing and contrasting the offers. And when it's someone that is less concerned about the emotional attachment to the buyer and more focused on the financial aspect, the very first thing they're gonna look at is how much money is it gonna put in my pocket? Number one. Number two, how quickly can that happen? And number three, what is my risk along the way that this offer may not close or may get renegotiated? So everything you can do to kind of even the playing field with a cash offer, uh, because ca- if a cash offer is in place and it's the same as a financed offer, the people are going to take the cash. In some instances, they're going to even take the cash when a financed offer is higher because the risk versus reward, you know, debate that they have. So anything that you can do to help you compete. With cash offers by becoming a cash offer is absolutely huge. So so many agents are not going to have access to this, but we're we're excited to be to be a part of it. And, and the reality is, is the goal is to help our buyers that work directly with our company have access to this fund that allows this to happen. And and you know, their benefit is. Obviously there's a fee associated with it. They know the market's hot, so they're not worried about, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, risk. Um, but, but nonetheless, you know, sellers are going to take the highest price and or the best terms as it relates to their personal perspective. A lot of them are taking cash. So when you're financed, you're losing out, you're losing out to somebody that can pay cash. And if this is an extra tool that you have to win an offer, it's something, you know, we're super excited to be launching. Very cool. Very cool. And and Mike, one last thing, though, before we jump to break and it, it kind of talking about the supply and demand curve, um, when it comes to the financing side of things, let's say you're someone that doesn't qualify for this type of program or you're someone that, um, you know, is is working with another company, let's say, and, and they're up against all of this competition. The the name of the game right now in terms of being pre- is 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 preparation. The buyer yeah. has to have all their stuff in. Everything's got to be done before they ever even look at a house.
1: Absolutely. And And one of the things that we're doing as a company is we are doing a full what we call our fast track credit approval, which it takes the pre-approval to the next level. It isn't just a pre-approval, but we actually are taking people through the entire process minus the house, right? of getting a loan so we are getting them fully credit approved by an underwriter um, with their income their assets their credit um, so that when they do find the house um, it's as close to a cash offer without it being a cash offer as you can get Um, right uh, you know it's not cash right I don't want to say it so at that point we but everything else has been approved and it's been signed off on and how what that's helping is we're able to cut down on the number of days it takes to close so we can go in and do a very quick close 15 days 10 days 20 days whatever it may be and that's allowing for a lot of our buyers to get a, a leg up um, into the marketplace so for a lot of the people that need to have a quick close this gives them a chance to do it where a lot of other companies and our competitors out there there's no way they can do it that quick because there's so much volume um, and so they yeah.
0: have to go through the whole process Some of somewhere you know 30 45 60 days yeah and that that's all that is awesome it's definitely if you're a buyer what what you need to look at i'm gonna we're gonna be back after the break one survey says one in four homeowners plan to sell within the next three years i'm gonna tell you after the break why you need to expedite and think about looking at doing that in before the end of this year after a quick break here on the duncan duo show so we're back here on the duncan duo show talking about the tampa bay real estate market you've heard me talk about this a few times and and i want to keep Um, You know, hammering at it because I don't want anyone to miss out on the opportunity of selling their home during, frankly, the best real estate market we've ever seen, but also probably the most tax advantageous real estate market you're going to see for a long time. Uh, Lots of discussion coming out about President Biden's real estate plan and how it will hit uh, real estate property or not real estate, pro- real estate income taxes, how it will hit uh, profits on the sale of residential property, how it'll uh, potentially impact the, the maximum amount of money you can make before getting taxed more on the 1031 exchange. So many things kind of coming out now that that the the tax plan is going to assess. So if you're one of those home sellers that's thinking about selling in the next few years um, and and moving up, it may be wise to look at doing it now. Number one, I think interest rates over the next few years are probably going to trickle up some. Number two, I think that um, even if you decide to stay in your home because you think the value is going to go up, um, the, the tax increase may offset whatever value you think you're going to uh, increase by. And and there is there's there's a lot of discussion about changes to long term capital gain rates for people that they're, they're investors that own property. There's a lot of discussion about what will change with the homestead, the ability to sell homestead property without paying taxes up to certain amounts. A lot of discussion about these things, and, and I think there are going to be people that aren't going to be savvy and they're going to wait till next year. And then and then the money that they think they gained by their house going up is going to go to Uncle Sam. So if you are someone who thinks you might sell in the next year or two, really look at it now um, and, and make the best financial decision for yourself because there's so many people that won't and will look back and regret it.
1: Right. Or they'll wait till it's too late. I think we've talked about this before, though. They'll, they'll wait till it actually passes and gets to it. And then they just can't get it done in time. Right. If it right. doesn't pass until the, you know, say in the end towards the end of the year. And then they say, OK, I'm going to go ahead and sell and they yeah. miss their property. They can't get it done. You you
0: got to, and and not only that, but you got to think about acting over the summer when we've got our peak season, when you've got the most amount of eyes, the most amount of people off, the most amount of people buying, selling, and moving. Um, The the thing that I would say, I think that that you know, from a timing perspective, it's very likely whatever changes they're not going to be effective in 2021. It's going to be for tax calendar year 2022. So let's just say you wait till a little too late in the year, and then your home sells January second. Guess what? You're in the new tax plan you know, if your home closes then. So so you don't wanna wait until it's too long. There's a lot of things that can happen when you sell real estate. There's title problems, there's problems with the lender. Sometimes something happens in the neighborhood that takes a property a little longer to sell. The longer you wait in the year, the more risk that you're taking when you put your house on the market that, that you could have, uh, additional, um, you know, additional taxes or, or a higher tax percentage if it rolls into next year. And I think you're right. L- let's say this ends up, his proposal ends up getting through, uh, in another month or two, let's say it ends up passing and, and then people wait a month or two before they act. And then it's too late. Um, it, you know, it, it it's coming. There's no question about it. That real taxes, on real estate for selling real estate and the gains are increasing the amount and and how it's structured remains to be seen but if you're thinking about it and you wait it could end up costing you a bundle
1: yeah and and another thing to add too that just to kind of put more on this as well is when it does happen there probably will be a lot of people that are going to procrastinate or going to go there which we're telling you now not to do and so there's going to be an additional mad rush that's going to go in of people doing it so all of the other things that you had mentioned that potentially could cause delays and everything else. I think you're going to have to add on. There's going to be a lot of sellers all of a sudden come into the market, um, which is going to give you more competition on selling your house. Right. Maybe it takes a little bit longer the to game. do it. Everything it, it just, it
0: just, you know, kind of trickles all the way through. Yeah, you got to get ahead of the game. And and so, you know, we're going to talk uh, in our next segment um, about mortgage rates, interest rates. And as they rise, as they're expected to rise, you know, we've got inflationary things going on. We've got a lot of discussion about about what's happening with interest rates. Will it cool off the real estate market? And so we're going to talk about that, but um, but we're going to do that after break. Before I jump to the break, make sure you're following us on social media at the Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Um, we have a contest going on right now on Instagram. We're giving away free movie tickets to the uh, Fast and Furious movie coming out uh, late June, Fast Saga. Um, so make sure you're following us on our socials to com- uh, to compete in that contest. Also, if you're a past client of our company, make sure you're paying attention to our social media and our emails. And the next week or two, we're going to announce a contest where we're going to give past we're going to give gobs of tickets to that movie, um, you know, on social media to our past clients. So make sure you're paying attention and following us and subscribing to all the stuff that we put out. So you can get some free movie tickets to uh, the fast saga. And uh, anyway, we're going to be back, Mike, we're going to talk about mortgage rates um, and so much more after a quick break here on the Duncan duo show. So we're back here on the Duncan duo show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market, Andrew Duncan at the Duncan duo on all the social channels. Mike Corrigan, Cross Country Mortgage. Mike, interest rates—obviously, a, a discussion that always, um, you know, always is involved in, in in any kind of debate about what's happening with real estate. And there are some people out there that think that as mortgage rates go up, that it's going to slow the housing market. I think you and I both uh, don't agree with that. But let's talk a little bit about the data and what it looks like. Interest rates—they're uh, certainly up from their record low um a few months back, but but not up some substantially enormous amount.
1: Right. They haven't yeah, they they are up and they're maybe a quarter point, maybe point three seven five five Ace in some situations, but they're not it's nothing drastic. Um it's you know it's just higher than it was a few months ago when they were at, you know, literally all time lows. You know, they've been tracking this stuff for over seventy years. So um it's nothing
0: that is a major blow or is going to affect uh, moving forward and especially because i mean if you look at our market right now um there are in many instances you know mul- i mean not many most instances multiple home buyers for every home that's listed so the demand, even a small increase in interest rates, even if it does eliminate some buyers or or has them adjust their price range, it's just not enough movement to have any kind of negligible impact on the strength of our real estate market.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I heard an interesting statistic last week that said the only time in history where there seems to be a noticeable impact in buyer demand because of mortgage interest rates were when interest rates went above 6%. Um and we haven't seen six percent and you know I I don't decades at this point in time yeah and there's nothing on the horizon that's going to be there so um, we're a long long way from that we're not going to come anywhere near that um in the in the next you know y- couple of years so it, you know the statistics don't bear it out even though there will be articles about it right there will yeah. be people that throw out there and talk about is that going to cool off and everything else and I think a lot of times. You know, right now the media is trying to find a way to, you know, kind of cool it off a little bit, so that there is more inventory, so yeah. that it can slow down but because it's, not it's running work. so hot. It's, but yeah.
0: it's just. It's not going to work. I mean, we talked about it. Sellers don't want to sell, especially in Tampa Bay. Sellers, more sellers staying put, more sellers renovated their home through COVID than in typical years. Less uh, new construction homes have been were created in the last decade. So there's not as much. And we're just getting massive population growth. So yeah. the, the, the interesting thing is what we find, and I think, Mike, you'll agree with this, when mortgage rates trickle up, it actually knocks people off the fence. Right. Quite the opposite yeah. of what people think.
1: Right. Yeah. We've talked about that before. And it's, it's so true is that when they start to trickle up people like, Oh no, now I got to get in. Right. It's that FOMO fear of missing out and people jump in and they come in gobs. We see it on the refinancing side as well. And people get in to do it. Um, and it creates that frenzy, right? It's kind of the same thing that we're going through in the housing market in general right now is that, you know, people are are afraid they're going to miss it. And so when they do trickle up, it does, it brings a lot of people off the fence. Uh, I've had personal friends reach out to me and said, Oh, I, I, you know, and, I better refinance now, right? Because I hear rates are starting to go up. I thought I would have more time, you know, this and that. But yeah, it absolutely will bring people off the fence.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that um, when you talk about interest rates, it also is weaved into a conversation about affordability. And obviously with interest rates going up, and prices going up. You know, I, I, you know, I, I play basketball, um, you know, pretty regularly and, and, you know, a lot of the guys know me as the real estate guy and they'll, they'll kind of ask me questions and, you know, kind of give me their feedback of what they're going to do. And one of them said to me the other night, you know what, I'm just going to wait for a year because I think things are going to cool off. And, you know, I kind of laughed. I said, well, after uh, 15 years and couple billion in real estate sales, I beg to differ because yeah. you're wrong. It, in a year, it isn't going to cool off. It, it, a one year is not enough time for everything that's moving in the direction it's moving to change. Our real estate market, if it sees any kind of drastic change, it's going to take years before that happens because the inventory is so low. New builders didn't create enough inventory. Financing, all the dummy loans, all the stuff from a decade ago don't exist. Um, and And even people that are in forbearance, you know, that was his response. Well, all these people are missing their mortgage payments and they're in forbearance. They have gobs of equity. They can yeah. miss a whole year of payments and they still got more. They still, uh, you know, owe less than the home is worth. So, so the reality is, is that in, in Tampa Bay, that's not going to happen for a long time in lieu of, you know, knock on wood, in lieu of a, a storm, you know, something like that. There, there's just so much positive momentum with our real estate market. And when I say positive you know, look, I know there's a lot of buyers missing out on houses and I know they may not look at it as a positive, but home prices are rising. We have more buyers than we have sellers. The supply and demand curve makes our real estate market a very, very healthy one. Um, and, and that isn't going to change it. It just not anytime soon. It's going to take a long time, um, for any of that to, to reverse. And I think that, um, you know, people that think otherwise, Simply because of maybe one or two things that are comparable to a little over a decade ago um, aren't showing the whole picture. The, the, when you look at the whole body of work about what's going on in our real estate market, uh, it's just going to keep getting more expensive if you wait.
1: Yeah. And one, an additional thing on the affordability, because I hear that all the time as well about, you know, if rates go up and the prices are going up, we're not going to be able to afford it. But one thing people, the third part of that, that you have to look at, that's important is what is happening to incomes and incomes are rising as well. So incomes are rising, you know, faster at a faster pace than they have in a very, very long time, which has allowed people to maintain with that affordability. Now, obviously everybody's situation's a little bit different. Sure. But the incomes are, you know, overall, when you look at the statistics nationwide and also locally for Tampa Bay, the income is rising on, if you look at the average hourly wages or the average weekly earnings is really what you should look at. How much do people make per sure. week and that sort of thing. And you look at that, they're able to maintain the, this increase in prices, even a small increase in rates. And then some, um, you know, prices would have to, you know, double before it wouldn't catch up to be where we're at.
0: And here's an important part. You know, we always talk about how local real estate is. Um, you know, I'll have people say, "Well, in New York, well, in California, or right. in Chicago, or this." What is going on in another part of the country has such a small impact in terms of, you know, our real estate market. However, in this specific situation you know, we're kind of in, you know, and I hate saying the word unprecedented because I've heard it so many times (laughs) in the last year that it makes me nauseous, (laughs) but, but we are really in unprecedented times in terms of our population growth and people moving here from other parts of the country. So the fact that some of these real estate markets may not do as well, the only thing it actually does for Tampa Bay's real estate market is make it better because more people moving here. So, so, you know, when you look at who can afford, Hey, well, what's going to happen? when Prices keep going up. Who can afford it? I'll tell you what, People are moving moving here with New York salaries and with Los Angeles salaries they can afford three hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's a that's a bathroom in their market. So so you know what what happens in in our market now is yes maybe less local people that uh, that work at a local business that live and reside in Tampa Bay can't afford it. But you've got people with super high incomes that are able to now work remotely from anywhere or jumpstart their retirement that have money that look at our prices as as like a trip to the Dollar General store, you know, that, that our prices are drastically lower than what they're used to. They're glad to pay 350 dollars $400,000 for a house. And, and we're, those people are moving here in record numbers like we've never seen. So yes, maybe less local people can afford uh, as prices and interest rates rise. But our population growth is just going to keep fueling that. It's going to keep bringing more people here um, you know that, that seek lower state income taxes, aka none, that seek <laughs> Um, you know, a govern a government that is uh, not as closed as other parts of the country that seek our climate, our winning sports teams. I mean, all of these things keep driving people here, and it's just not going to change anytime soon. So, so the reality is, as I promise you. You know, you may have looked at a few articles on CNBC or Fox Business or the news, and you think that prices are going to rise because of you know, 15 years of experience, billions of dollars of sales. I promise you. The, the prices are going to keep going up there, there. There's no correction coming anytime in the near future in lieu of a major disaster.
1: Yeah. And, and one other thing, if I can just add in here is that, you know, our homes here in Tampa Bay compared to a California to a New York, they're dirt cheap. Um, I, I mean, it, our housing is still very low yes. in comparison. If you take a, you know, a three to 1500 square ho- foot house here versus, you know, Long Island, it's two whole different worlds. So the people that are coming here, look at it and say, wow, this is cheap. I'm willing to pay over pay 50 grand. Cause this is, you know, 250 grand less than in my market. And so th- exactly. they like it and that's helping to drive it up. So we have a long way to go before and you're ever going to say they're too high.
0: And there's never been, you know, we talked about that perfect storm from a new construction, uh, creation environment from interest rates, from price rises. We talked about that perfect storm, but there's never also been a perfect storm like this. That's bringing more people here. You had a polarizing election. You've got a lot of debate over what should happen with taxes and income taxes. You've got people wanting to flee higher tax areas, more shutdown areas because of how polarizing things are with COVID and taxes. And, and it's just driving people here like crazy. And the, you know, it's it's, I'm someone who's always talked about the 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 positives of this development of people moving here and I think there are a lot of good things but man I have to tell you there are also some bad things too I just hope our local government keeps up with infrastructure improvements it keeps moving the needle forward with the expectation that our population growth is not going to slow um, And I, and I also hope we don't try in New York Florida. Um, yes, because absolutely. there's people fleeing from that. Let's not, let's not recreate it here. That's why you left. So, you know, when we look at people that are, um, you know, that are, that are in charge of our infrastructure, that are in charge of our roadways, I think we can all feel it. All the locals, all the people that live here. I know when I go places, it's taking longer. I'm hitting more traffic. You know, I know it's cause people, more people are here. I just hope we keep focused on infrastructure improvements to handle this increased population. So it doesn't derail, you know, our, our way of life. Yes, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So, and, and, and I think they're aware. I, I, I think that, um, that, that fortunately, um, you know, that, that a lot of things with COVID that got changed, hopefully start to improve the supply chain for materials, the, uh, you know, the, the employment situation of, of, you know, not finding enough employees, um, people, you know, not, not, um, you know, not, not wanting to work, um, or, or Simply wanting a greater wage um, before they come back to work. and and some of that is obviously underway. Some of those changes have happened so that uh, hopefully the infrastructure gets handled to to match the population growth. because I, I mean, I look at like the 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 gandhi um, you know the the bridge that that now attaches uh, Gandy and the expressway, you know, kind of allows yeah. you to bypass and go over. I think that's right. a great move. It, it, it opens up people to be able to travel for further distances for work and, and things like that. But that was something we probably needed five years ago,
1: you yeah. know, and,
0: and now we got a forward forecast and say, you know what, this is going to continue. We need to start doing stuff now for five years from now. Cause that's how long right. it'll take to get done.
1: And one thing that I do think that that our officials did do that was smart is when the pandemic did happen is they they moved up a lot of the projects. I mean, I drive across the Howard Franklin Bridge, yeah, you know, several did. times a week. And, you know, I see the barges Kudos. out there and the cranes out there and all that stuff. And so those things are going, like you said, that across town extender, you can now go from Brandon to St. Pete without hitting, a tra- you know, a traffic light, traffic light which, um, it, 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 which is, you know,
0: I mean, compared to I mean, what it was it's, prior it's, to, it's, 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 it's awesome a game for changer. Mostly- it's awesome for everyone except uh, my lead foot that that, it's a little scary (laughs) for that. You know, I, I certainly don't want to get any tickets across there, but it's such an open, like flat surface but, um, yeah, I'll, I'll try not to fly by you in traffic. You know, I'm living that fast and furious lifestyle, you know. So, anyway, we're going to be back wrapping up the show. We're going to talk about flood insurance after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So, we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. I teased this before the break, but we're going to talk a little bit about homeowners insurance and flood insurance. And, Mike, it's not that far off for hurricane season. Yeah, it's it's coming.
1: You know it, right? Less than 30 days.
0: And, and hurricane season prompts a lot of regret from people that wait until hurricane season hits to get flood insurance or to make changes to their insurance policy or to shop their insurance. Because when a named storm is out there and when it gets closer, it becomes harder. There's more people doing it. And sometimes, um, you know, certain insurance carriers, um, you know, slow down when it gets closer to that in terms of how quickly they're able to process you. And when there's a named storm, they simply won't write flood coverage. So yeah. if you're someone that is thinking about flood coverage, man, you need to do it now. Um, yeah. you, you need to do it now before that rush.
1: Yeah, it's super, super important. We've had a lot of insurance changes. Um, you would know even more than I, but there's been a lot of increases this year um, in, in rates and things that have gone along. And And now is the time to go out and look at your coverages, shop it around, contact um, you know We Insure to see what they can do. They have access to so many different carriers and and Angela and the team will help you out there. But it, it's important to look at it now, not when we're in the thick of it. Or like yeah. you said, God forbid, there's a name storm out there um, because then everything tends to come to a halt. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, we're rushing to bind insurance policies and get them to get in there. And we just can't. And it, it's that causes frustration for everybody.
0: So we weinsurethebay.com. Get your home, auto, business, most importantly right now, your flood insurance quote. Get your flood insurance scored away before flood season shows up. Even if it's not required, look, it not being required is simply your lender saying they don't need it for their own risk tolerance but does that mean it's okay for your risk tolerance it's really cheap for people that don't that it isn't that aren't in a flood zone that lenders don't require it it's something that everyone should really look at because again i've seen so many horror stories from people not have it and then have a a disaster and it not be covered and and yeah. be out so much money so again we insurethebay.com one other thing about um, the insurance I think is, is really relevant is obviously when we, when we launched the insurance company, a big part of, um, you know, our understanding of how to do it was coming from the real estate perspective, coming from the agent's perspective. We know what it's like to go through that. We know what's needed. We know how quickly things can get done. Um, and we also know what it's like to have a bad insurance agent because we had to deal with gobs of them through the years. So you won't have that with, with, we insure the Bay, our insurance agency partners to so check them out, but don't, don't wait on flood insurance. It's Something that um, I think far too many people say, oh, I'll get it later or, um, you know, I I don't want to pay for it now. But it's peace of mind during hurricane season. I have to tell you, like, I'm someone who has been through enough of these, but it's still a lot of anxiety. And to have it, it it eases some of that to know that you're not going to have, you know, the financial complications of a potential storm if, if one comes through.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a big deal. And when it happens, you're going to have enough other things that are going to be on your mind and worry about than to have to go worry with your insurance. And so it's something, you know, I think we talked about it last November when when it ended. Right. To make sure you go out and do it then. Well, if you didn't listen to us, then yeah, got you know, a little here bit of window. For, <laughs> yeah. have, It's been five months, but do it now. I mean, literally, June 1st is the start of hurricane season. and And now is the time to jump out there and do it.
0: So again we insure the bay.com. and here's something that that I find um you know it, with with uh, our insurance agency partner they have access to hundreds of carriers right a lot of times people don't understand the difference between like a a captive insurance agency that only sells their own insurance products um and and then somebody that's a broker like we insure where they have access to a lot of the same carriers but, but many, many more. So, so what ends up happening for a lot of our customers, let's say they have insurance to someone else. Okay. And they don't have flood. Well, we sell them flood and we can look at their, their, uh, prior or not prior, their primary homeowner policy. And maybe we save them enough money to now they cover flood too, for the same price. You know, you, you can save money that way. You can look at your coverages, make sure you're getting the proper coverage, get a second opinion. Um, nothing's worse than having an insurance nightmare, not being able to file a claim or not getting a claim approved because you didn't do what you needed to do up front. But, but, you know, use this as a time to get your flood insurance, but then also get a second look at your, at your, homeowners policy, because you may be able to save enough money to get or get better coverage and then still get your flood coverage as well. So again, we ensure the Bay uh, for that. Again, that's we ensure the Bay. And um, when we are, when we aren't on air, I know I mentioned this before, but make sure to follow us on our socials, putting out some cool content right now. We're giving away movie tickets to the fast and furious movie, the fast saga that comes out June 25th. Uh, we're going to have uh, a contest uh, ongoing, and then we're going to give some to past clients of our company as well. But, uh, you're going to get information about that on our social media channels again at the Duncan duo, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you can Google the Duncan duo. We're not hard to find, uh, to, to make sure to stay up on, uh, all the contests and giveaways that we uh, have going. So, uh, that's pretty much it for this week. We appreciate you tuning in and we'll be back here next Sunday, continuing to drop some knowledge about the Tampa Bay real estate market.